Here we are, we're going to start our week in the Word of God, and we're going to continue as we read through Joshua in the Old Testament. Today, on this Monday, we're in Joshua chapter 19. So remember that name Joshua means one who saves, or the Lord saves, I should say. Uh, the same as the name Jesus means uh, in the New Testament, it means the Lord saves, or Yahweh saves. Um, and here we got uh, jo Joshua is a type of Jesus, he's a type of Savior in that he brings him physically across the Jordan River into the promised land, but he is only a type. The, the, the perfect one, of course, is Jesus, who brings us through this, through the land of this life, into the promised land of heaven. Uh, if you know, in, in some of the older hymns, sometimes they would talk about uh, our going into heaven is going over the river, um, and that's where that image comes from. So here we are in Joshua, and it's in, in this whole section of the allotment of the land. And, and you could look at this and say, well, gosh, why are these details in Scripture? Well, uh, two reasons. Number one, they show that this is definitely historical. Um, if this were just made up a fairy tale or um, something to teach a lesson, then, then you wouldn't have all this kind of detail in here. Listen, look at, look at the list of all these towns. Um, the list of all those towns helps us to verify the fact that this is truly uh, this truly happened because in archaeological digs and, and in studying the area and other um, uh, historical documents outside of the Bible, we could find these towns too. So it really, I would say, what I was always taught, this really grounds it in Scripture or into history uh, that this this really happened. Number two, the the whole allotment of the land. We've talked about how they had to cast lots. God told them to cast a lot, uh, and that lot would decide, you know, where the what who would get what land. So therefore, it wasn't something that was based upon someone's favoritism or anything like that. But God was literally the one. They believed that God caused that lot to fall where it fell um, so that uh, uh, God was the one who literally um, assigned that land to them. Plus, then they had to trust God that he would do it the right way. They had to go along with God's way rather than our way. Um, you know, we should we should follow God rather than man. And uh, and it required obedience on their part. And then that's all a part of our, our faith walk with God, too. And then the fact that the land is kind of a portion. God didn't start from the oldest and then work down. No, he, he started with the ones that he, he, um, that he required the most from or that he, um, he, uh, he used in a, in a greater kind of way, totally by God's thing. Joseph, for instance, um, is one of the youngest of the children, but God used him in, in a greater way. So he gets rewarded for that, um, not, to, not because of what he did, but because of being faithful to God and how God used him. And then we'll see an example of that as we get to the end of the chapter. So here we come to the second son in chapter 19 of, uh, of Jacob, and that's Simeon. And uh, Simeon is going to have his land apportioned to him. He's going to be close to uh, the land uh, where Judah is also found too. Then in the, in the next part, starting at verse 10, we've got the inheritance for Zebulun. And then it starts in 17, the inheritance for Issachar. So these are all, these are all sons of Jacob. Uh, and in uh, in verse 24 and following, uh, inheritance for Asher. Now, it's kind of interesting when you look a little closer at this in Scripture, the land of Zebulun is a land where uh, where one of the, the first of the, of the Gospels, when Jesus starts his ministry, he's going to start out in the land of Zebulun. You can check that out in Matthew chapter 4, uh, beginning uh, 12 through 16, is going to tell you about, about that land of Zebulun. So, again, uh, God choosing where he will to do his work uh, not according to, to our way of thinking uh, or the way that, that we would do it. Thank God. Thank God he does things his way. Because his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our ways. Uh, we thank God for that. Then you get to verse 24, the inheritance of Asher. And if you look through the towns there, you see the towns, both the regions of Tyre 
and Sidon. And uh, Jesus, in, in his mission, in his ministry there too, where the gospel spread greatly there. If you look in Matthew 15, verses 21 to 28, uh, you could read about there, the region of Tyre and Sidon. And, and the first one that's mentioned there is a, is a, um, um, a, non-Jew, a non-Jewish, a Gentile woman coming and pleading to Jesus in faith for something and believing that he could do it. So a great example of uh, faith that you see there. Um, then you go on uh, to the land that's given to Naphtali. Um, so I remember um, uh, Naphtali being one of the regions and that John the baptizer mentions um, uh, where he's going to go. And, and Naphtali bumps up against both Asher and Judah. So you see them, you know, kind of dwelling, uh, being uh, together, dwelling together, uh, uh, together as a congregation, uh, together in, in the work that God's calling them to do. And then you get down to the inheritance of Dan. And Dan's kind of an interesting one. Notice, um, here shows the struggle they had living in the area where they're at. Remember, God told them, you need to drive all the people out of that area um, because if you don't, you will follow their gods. Well, Dan had particularly a hard time of that. You notice in verse 47, it says, when the territory of the people of Dan was lost to them. In other words, this gift that we have from God um, is one that can be lost if we neglect it, if we don't hang on to it by faith, if we let ourselves stray away, that, that can be lost in us too. So it's really kind of a picture of that. They stopped being faithful to God and they and they lost uh, they lost that land. They had to go in and fight and to get the land back. That sounds like our walk with God too. We have to fight in that walk with God. It's a battle against Satan every day, but we're not left alone in that. Ephesians 6, Paul says, God gives us all the armor we need to protect ourselves from the enemy attacking us, and uh, and He gives us the sword of the Spirit, which is uh, which is the Word of God, which is what you're in right now. Good for you being in that Word, because that's what we need to fight off those temptations, and that's what we need to fight to keep that uh, keep that faith that we have. So God's not leaving us alone um, in in what we do there. Um, and so what what a great picture of that. Um, and then it's kind of interesting. Well, I, I won't go to that part in Revelation, but. Then you, then you go, last of one to receive the inheritance is Joshua. Now, Joshua comes from the tribe of Ephraim, um, but Joshua gets a, gets a special portion of the land. If you remember, when God's starting to allot the land, the first one who gets land is Caleb. And then if you remember back a little bit more, when, uh, when uh, uh, the spies are sent in to spy out the promised land, two of those spies are Joshua and Caleb. They're the only two that came back and said, you know what? It's a great nation there. They're powerful people, uh, but we can take them because God is on our side. The other 10 said, oh, no, they're too powerful for us. We don't think we can take them. Well, Joshua and Caleb both get rewarded for what they did, too, and their faithfulness to God and trusting God. So Caleb gets his inheritance first, and then Joshua is the one who, who gets the last of the inheritance. So kind of bookends this, um, this group that's there by their leaders. And what a great example of what a leader truly is. A leader is a, is a person who's willing to go out ahead, but a leader is also a person who's willing to see that others are served first and taken care of first, and then they get taken care of, uh, they're blessed. You think about the leadership of parenting is like that. A good leader in the church is like that. A good pastor is like that, I think. A good leader in government is like that, too. Um, he's willing to bleed out front, but he's also willing to, to step back and make sure everybody else is taken care of before, before he's taken care of. That's what a father does as well. So it says at the end of chapter 19 that so they finished dividing the land. So now they're they're in the place that God had sent them, uh, but they're going to be called to be faithful to God too, and they're going to have challenges in that. 
and, and they're kind of like where we're at in our life now too. We've been called in our baptism. We've been made a child of God in our baptism. Uh, we have that word there, yet between now and when we go to heaven, it's going to be a battle. Uh, but we're promised that Jesus leads us in that battle. He fought the greatest battle for us when he, when he died on the cross and rose again for us. And he's promises he's preparing a place for us. And he calls us to be faithful one day at a time, one day at a time, and trusting in him. So the rest of this week, we're going to continue on through Joshua. We'll look forward to, to reading more about their journey um, and, and seeing that connection to our life, too. So God bless you as you stay in the Word.